Bernie Radio, 103.9 FM, just after 9 o'clock. Good morning. Coming up at 9.30 is Building Texas with Justin McKenzie. But thank you for making your appointment to hear this inspiring show, God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. Discover a new perspective. God and Our Dogs. GodandOurDogs.com Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow. Spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories told on the show leave us with a deeper understanding of Christ's love for us, our value to Him, God's purpose for our lives, and belonging to His family. Our own dog stories even come to mind, revealing aha moments and help us see scripture in action with our dogs and God. Go to GodInOurDogs.com and sign up for insider news so you can catch all the updates. Click follow on the God and Our Dogs pages on social media. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube. Thanks to the God and Our Dogs business partners, including Jody Dillman with Pampered Chef, Wound Local, Wagmore Pet Resort, Ruben Cardenas with State Farm Insurance. We appreciate our host, Tusculum Brewing Company on Bernie's Historic Main Street, a great place to enjoy family, food, and Tusculum craft beer. Tusculum Brewing welcomes our dogs, too. Our guest today is Sean Azaro. He is a husband, dad, granddad, pastor of River City Community Church, radio show and podcast host, and musician. His dogs would introduce Pastor Sean as their human, experiencing real life. Welcome, Pastor Sean. We're so excited to have you on God and Our Dogs. Well, thanks, Maggie. It's great to be here. What an interesting show. I love uh, love hearing your description. I love kind of your whole concept behind it. It's a great idea. Oh, well, thank you so much. I, I've learned a lot from my guests, and I'm really excited for what we're going to learn today. Oh, so much. So much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you may have so many stories it's going to be hard to choose because <laughs> you grew up in the country with dogs, and you've also had dogs as an adult. Oh, yes. So what stories stand out in your mind? Well, I mean, obviously it started at the beginning. Uh, I grew up on a farm. My dad had dogs. We had lots of German shepherds. Loved German shepherds. They were my dad's dogs. And as a little kid living on a farm, I was given a puppy. Little German shepherd. His name was Axel. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, great and name for well, a German shepherd. You know. We <laughs> 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 so, so I had this pup. And I mean, you know, when you're on a farm, the thing is you're outside all the time. So the dog's with you and it really is conducive for dogs. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, uh, when you have big dogs, if they're not able to be in the house, some people do, some people don't, it's a little harder to have that same kind of bond if you're not outside a lot. Well, we were outside all the time and I love this dog. And I found out how much this dog loved me because we had a big family. I had two, one cousin in particular, but, but the other who are there, girls they're older than I am uh-huh. you know one's a year the other's a couple of years older than me 
And so they would come over when I was a little kid, and I had this dog, Axel, and he was still young, but he was now getting to be a full-grown dog. And they would tease and make fun of me, you know, or, or you know, just what cousins do, oh, right? Well, just yeah. the normal okay. the normal cousin thing, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't any big deal. And this dog would nonstop if I got upset. And I'm, I'm talking about when I'm four or five years old. I'd get upset. This dog would go, and he would bite him right in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> I love that dog, <laughs> my cousin to this day, you know, and she uh, she reminds me of that dog, and I just lo- loved it. And I, it's not like I'm sicking him; wasn't a trained dog or anything. It's just saw that I was upset, and dogs go, "Nip." They never hurt him, never did, but but they'd go running crying to my mom, and I'd be, <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh my gosh. Well, you know, that that reminds me of some things that people have talked about on the show, actually, and how the voice. Your voice can actually bring life or can bring death. And I wonder mm-hmm. if they were kind of speaking death kinds of <laughs> things to you and your dog was defending you. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't know what they were speaking, you know. But, <laughs> but, but all I know is when they started screaming and running, I was like, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know. And it's one of those things, you know, your whole theme is what we learn about God. You know, uh, he's our protector. Right, right? Exactly. and and that dog. What's funny is it wasn't a mean dog. He never bit anybody like that. But you know, he knew I'm his guy. He's my dog, and my cousins start giving me garbage, and you know he would engage. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to know that to this day, my cousin, she'll still talk to me about that dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, it made an impression on you. Oh yeah. And made an impression on them. How yeah. did it make you as feel as a kid? to know that that dog was a protector for you. Well, yeah, obviously it makes you feel, you know, you feel empowered. It, it, it endears you to the dog. You know, I think one of the things, and obviously I'm just, they're just my cousins and I was never in any danger, but I think when we go through life, when we feel situations of danger, and for us, sometimes it might be physical, but often it's, okay, financially I'm in danger, you right. know, or the, my relationship I'm in is, is oh, the, I'm not safe or secure in this. Anything that can help make me feel like, no, it's going to be okay. I'm not completely out of control here. Mm-hmm. It, it's a comfort. And that dog, for me, was just a comfort. I knew, okay, they're not going to mess with me when my dog's around. And, you know, as I've grown older, I've seen, you know, obviously as I grew to know the Lord and as I grew to understand who he is and I understood um, the idea of the Lord surrounds his people, you know, mm-hmm. from the Psalms yes. and the idea of he encamps around his people. And that's just a very powerful thought. And it, and we are different when we're not afraid. You know, we, we have a freedom and a boldness and a lightheartedness when we're not riddled with fear. How do you think people can call on God more effectively, more frequently as their protector? We seem to... You know that we're we're citizens of the United States. Yeah. Shouldn't you be able to do it on your own? Well, that's right. We we have this kind of pull yourself up by the bootstraps mentality. Right. I think there there is something about childlike faith. You mm-hmm. know, the Scripture says, "Unless you come to me like a little child, you can't enter the kingdom." Uh, the greatest in the kingdom is going to be like a little child, and that's talking about dependence and trust. Mm-hmm. And so, I I think the simple act of going, and sometimes it's you know it's it's. Some people, I think, feel a little embarrassed because, well, you know, it's not very sophisticated. Being a person of prayer, being a person of dependence on God is not something that's sophisticated. Well, you know, I think there's something in saying, forget sophistication, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, put my pride down. Yeah. You know, God, I need you. I need you. And that's just when I'm in trouble. I need you every day. Mm-hmm. But when I'm in trouble, you know, the big question is, what's the first thing I go to? 
not not the last thing. You right. Know? Um, I talk to our people all the time about how I can't stand it when people go, well, all we can do is pray. And it's like the, the, so the ridiculousness of that statement. All we can do is talk to the Alpha and the Omega, the great I am, the mighty, the creator of all things. It's like, no, that's the ultimate thing we can do, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to have to exhaust all that, all my resources or all my effort before I just say, Father, what do you see here? What do you want us to experience? Mm-hmm. What are you doing and saying in this situation? And I think it's a game changer. Yeah. And so I, I do think that same kind of dependence that I felt on a puppy as a little tiny kid to kind of have my back, I think in a much more serious and significant way, our Heavenly Father, we recognize, okay, this is, <laughs> he, he's the creator of all things. And he said, you know, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And that's a powerful promise. It is. And I also think about it kind of in reverse too, because our dogs depend on us for that protection as well, to provide a home, to provide maybe a fence to keep them right, right, right. safe or mm-hmm. whatever. They're not embarrassed to count on us. No, not at all. <laughs> so why should we be embarrassed to count on God? Right. Yeah. No, exactly right. And I don't, I don't think we should. Uh, dogs, they're very obviously, you know, they're animals. They're, they're simple in that. But they're animals who uniquely, they have an intelligence and they have the ability to connect emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it was a... Uh, it was actually a daughter, a, a dog of my daughter's um, that we had. He was a little Jack Russell Terrier named Buster. And uh, we lived at a place that had a nice big back area. In fact, my office, I had a, a little studio office in the back. But we had a big fenced-in area around it. We had had a horse in it at one point, and now it was just a little fence around this area. And we would put the dog out there. When we let him out, you know, we that's where he would go so he mm-hmm. couldn't run off. And I just remember that dog... I would put him out there. He'd go do his business, come back and stand at that gate and watch that door. And I'm talking about any little shadow that moved around the door. He would be watching intensity, ears forward, watching that door. And I remember looking out the window going, man, Lord, let me watch for you the way that dog is watching for me right now. Oh, that's so powerful. If I could watch for your hand, I could watch for your movement. Lord, the the expression on your face, may, may I be able to discern and sense that so that I sense your pleasure and I respond accordingly, or I sense your displeasure and I respond accordingly. But it was like the way that dog was just watching with intensity, I thought, man, God, help me to develop an intensity in my focus on you. I think of, you know, in Hebrews 12, we're told, you know, fix your eyes on Jesus, the Mm -hmm. author and finisher, the perfecter of our faith. And this idea of fixing our eyes on him and being focused, that that dog had no problem, nothing else, because he knew, I'm in the house, that's where warmth is, that's where food is that's where Mm -hmm. love and companionship is and he was all about it yeah yeah so how can we apply that to our life in a practical way how do we have that intensity for God yeah that's a great question I think in terms of this idea of focus and so you know for me I prayer in the word is the way it, it is the beginning of just seeking the Lord and you know each day I begin with just my Bible reading. I begin with prayer. And what's happening is I am I am soaking my heart, soaking my mind in God, his word, his ways, and have a wonderful time of prayer, pray about what's going on in the day, listen for his voice. And then the thing is, as I go on throughout my day, that's where the idea of praying without ceasing comes mm-hmm. in. 
it's like you know i used to think with that scripture pray without ceasing well that i've got a job i gotta go i gotta go to work i can't just pray be here on my knees all day and the whole point is that's not that's exactly not what you're supposed to do praying without ceasing means i'm walking through my day recognizing that my body is the temple of the holy spirit which Mm -hmm. is the spirit of the eternal living creator he's with me all day long and and i just i kind of one day thought Man, if I treated anyone else who was with me all day long and I talked to them as much as I talked to God, would would I be rude? <laughs> you know? So the, getting into the habit of listening, you know, uh, Brother Lawrence wrote the book, uh, The Practice of the Presence of God, right. and the idea of talking with him and communing with him all day long. See, that's a focus and intensity. So that I'm literally in a meeting at work and it get, gets, it's getting a little tense and I, I retreat back into my spiritual place for a moment. Just, Lord, what do you want me to see here? What am I missing here? What do you want to do? I, I, I know what I want to do. I know what my pride is rising up and saying I want to do, or my ambition is saying I want to do. Put all that at, pull up, push all that back. Lord, what do you want to see? Right. You're making Jesus the center yep. of what your decision is. Yep. He's not an ancillary part of the decision. Yep. It's not a com- my faith part isn't a compartment. Uh, one of the rooms in the house in the house of my heart mm-hmm. it is the house and mm-hmm. so it's like saying bringing jesus and i don't it's 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 not bringing him he's already there right um it's this idea of recognizing him recognizing his presence acknowledging his presence submitting to surrendering into his presence so it's a very powerful experience this idea of of focusing on him and praying without ceasing. And I I really, it changes me instantly. I can be having a reaction in the flesh, whether that's anxiety, anger, fear. The minute I just be the act of just saying, Jesus, what do you think? And it changes. Mm -hmm. I don't even get into, I haven't even gotten any far into it. It's just like, oh yeah, I'm not alone in this. Yeah. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's here. Okay. Calm down. How do, can we see that not aloneness right. in our everyday life with our dogs? Um, how can we see that similarity uh, with Christ mm. being the center? Um, sometimes it's hard to really identify and, and submit everything to Christ. Right. And it's hard to have that presence of mind. How can our dogs teach us how to do that by the way they act towards us? Well, when, when I think about dogs, they're, they're very simple and very focused. Um, our most recent dog was a female pit bull. And actually, she was kind of a rescue dog. My brother found her. He couldn't keep her. And so my wife and I took her when she was just very young. And I didn't realize what I was getting. Best dog I've ever had, mm-hmm. you know, and they're all great. Love them all. But she was just a unique dog. And she, at the time, she's an outside dog. We lived out in property, had another big brown lab, wonderful dog. And so they stayed outside. But she was, man, she was single-minded. Whenever that door would open, she would fly into the house and roll up onto the couch. Remember, she's a pit bull. Mm-hmm. She wasn't a huge pit bull, but she wasn't a small dog, right? Yeah. she roll up into a small ball on the couch. And it's like, don't even see me. No, nothing to see here. You know, she wanted to stay in, in, in the house, right? Yeah. Uh, because she wanted to be near us. And that was just the thing. She wanted to be in the warmth. She wanted to be by us. We ended up selling that property and building a place, but we had to be in an apartment. And the big lab had passed on. So all we had was her. And it was like, okay, well, she'd never been an inside dog. And we're going to this apartment. 
this dog was amazing. She, she, we moved in that apartment. She never, never, ever went to the bathroom on the floor, never had a problem. She was housebroken from the first day. She's the most incredible inside dog. And it's just because she just loved to be with us, whatever it was. And she would just watch. If I got up to walk, she would just watch and walk. And such a love of the company of her master. Mm. I mean, that's the way I would Mm -hmm. say that. She loved the company of her master. And that's, I think, that's a clue. Do I love the company of the master? Do I just love his presence? Does the thought of his presence give me joy? Does the thought of not having, not being in his presence, maybe there's maybe some sin, maybe I'm going into places that maybe aren't pleasing to the Lord and and I feel like, okay, I'm not going to experience his presence in the same way in these places. Does that does that break my heart? Does that sh- cause me shock and alarm? Um, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Because, again, this idea of just loving being in the presence of the master is something that I, I want to grow in my heart all the time. Yeah. I love how you talked about dogs being simple. It seems like we complicate our life a lot, don't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. A c- couple of things that, that complicate our lives. Um you know, when you start thinking about hurry, um, the idea of, of being in a rush all the time because we're trying to cram more in, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, it literally becomes a culture for us. It becomes a, it's a, it's an ethos for, for us. You know, you ask someone, oh, but hey, Baron, how you doing? And the natural response is, oh, oh, I'm so busy. It's like, why are you out of breath all of a sudden? You've been sitting here for 20 minutes. Now you're out of breath. Oh, it's just, I'm so busy. We even, we say it that way, right? Uh-huh, it's like, right. oh, and, and there's this natural uh, hurry and busyness that we, we cram our schedules too full and we, we rush all the time. And I've even been, I've gotten into almost in, at times in my life in the habit of being in a hurry. Like, I don't really, really need to be somewhere on time, but I'm telling my wife, come on, baby, we got to go. We got to go. We said we're going to go. Why? We don't have to be there at that time. Well, that may be a good point, but we still got to, we still got to hurry. It's ridiculous, right? Yeah, right. But it it's, is. it's our clock. Uh-huh. And that's part of the complication you're talking about. Yeah. Where, whereas dogs are, are simple, you know, animals in general, you know, Jesus used the illustrations of animals in Matthew chapter six. Look at the birds of the air. They don't, they don't sow, reap, they don't store in barns and yet father feeds them. Right. They're, they're, they're not in a hurry. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about lilies of the field. Um, look at them. They're beautiful. Solomon and all his splendor wasn't clothed like one of these. Why are you worried about these things? Our anxiety and worry complicates everything. And if we could just realize I got to slow down, I got to look for the master and that, man, that's that right there. That's 90% of it. And then just do what he says. Listen for his voice. Do what he says. That's a secret to discipleship. It's a secret to life. Listen for father's voice. Do what he says. Mm-hmm. And you'd be amazed at how things just work. You know, it's interesting that you say listen for the father's voice because most of the time it's not audible. You know, maybe there's been an audible word that we hear during our life. That's a special time for sure. Right. Um, our dogs were, are with us, and we have a way of communicating with the dog and the dog with us. It knows if we're going to fix them their dinner, if we're <laughs> going to, you know, they, they know certain cues and that kind of thing. How can we look for that kind of relationship with God? Well, I, I do think the scripture gives us, there's, there's seasons, there's things to look for. 
um, when you talk about hearing God's voice, that is a, it's funny, that's a skill that is learned, mm-hmm. you know, and we can, we grow in that and understand so much how that, how that's the point. We think the thing I'm supposed to do, God, what's your will? What am I supposed to do here? And that it's, that's important. I'm not saying it's unimportant, but the process of learning to discern his will, the process of learning to hear his voice, that's even more important. And I wish we could understand that, that, that the key, this idea of listening for cues through the word of God, through what's happening. You, you pray about something in the morning and all of a sudden someone says something to you later that day and you just know, wait a minute, that's exactly what I prayed for. Or something comes across your desk or comes across your, your calendar. And you're like, that, that's exactly what we prayed for. You know, be looking for mm-hmm. the move of God. God is immensely creative. He works through lots of different ways, right. people, circumstances. So just know that we, it all begins in the word of God begins by being a person who, you know, in the word, we hear his voice, but we also hear the kind of things he says. And then as we walk through our days, keep our eyes open. I think a healthy prayer life where you're bringing things before God, because I think he delights in showing his kids that he's listening and that he, it pleases him that they're trusting him. How do you recommend that people, um, read God's word, start at the beginning in the Bible and read all the way through, read gospel? Uh, what, what do you recommend? Um, I, I think there's lots of, there's lots of plans that are available. Uh, I love the U version, uh, Bible app because it's mm-hmm. so, you know, so much resource, so easy to use. I, I do a plan and, you know, a lot of people like to read the whole Bible every year. On my main Bible reading, I do a plan where it's two chapters a day so that there's time to slow down and kind of look at what's happening in the passages, listen for God's voice through the passages. It's an old Testament and a New Testament passage in every year you'll have read through the whole New Testament Psalms. And then two years you'll have read through the whole Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So every year it's the New Testament Psalms and half the Old Testament. Then the next year is the whole New Testament Psalms and the other half of the Old Testament. And it's a great pace. And because again, the goal is not to rush through. Mm-hmm. The goal is to hear God's voice, to, to, to learn of him, to discern him. So I like to read like that systematically. And then, of course, I'm always doing, I mean, I'm a pastor. I'm always doing other Bible right. reading and sermon prep and studies. Um, but I think a good basis of I'm reading through the scriptures regularly. There's lots of one-year Bible plans, if that's a pace you like. That's generally about three chapters a day, maybe a little bit more. Um, and the, the two-year Bible plan on version is, and it's all based on Robert McShane, uh, Scottish uh, Christian leader who uh, just has a very well-known Bible reading plan. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I, I just think some regularity and consistency going through the word. And then as the Lord speaks with you, other things. I like to have a gospel reading because there are seasons, obviously, in my plan that don't have a gospel reading. Right. I'll often just say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to include a gospel reading each day because I want just some time with Jesus. Right, right. Well, that's so fascinating. And also, I like the U version because for people who are commuting or walking or yep. running, you can listen to yep. the Bible too using yep. the U version app. All the translations. It, yeah. it is a fantastic resource. Yeah. yeah, that's great. My dog does not like it, though. My dog does not use it. <laughs> 
well, you know, we can treat our, our dogs well <laughs> that we might learn <laughs> when we listen to it that day or read it that day. You're so right. Well, I love the idea of real life. Can you just take a minute and tell us what you mean by real life? Well, in John 10, 10, Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came to give you life and that more abundantly. And we've paraphrased that to say, I've came to give you real life, mm-hmm. life in Christ, this, this sense of living the destiny and the purpose that God intended you for through Christ, through mm-hmm. for forgiveness and through his spirit residing in you. That's real life. I also, the, the phrase real life is a little bit of a double entendre because I believe the gospel is relevant in real life. And I mean, it's just not church life, but it's, it's work. It's your family, mm-hmm. all the stuff of life. The gospel is transformative in every area of your life. So yeah. the life of Jesus working through us in every single way. And you sure given, given us some really good um, ideas about how to do that today, too. I love that. How can someone find out about River City Community Church? Just go to reallife.org online, reallife.org. Uh, you can find out more about our ministry, reachingforreallife.org. Uh, That's our podcast, our radio program. But River City, we're located northeast San Antonio area in Selma. We're the church that bought the uh, Verizon Wireless Amphitheater. It's now the Real Life Amphitheater. And again, you just go to reallife.org and you can find out all about us. Well, Pastor Sean, thank you so much for being our guest today on God and Our Dogs. It's been delightful. Thanks for having me. Well, before we leave the show today, I have a little thought to ponder. And yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. How is your dog depending on you today? Maybe God wants you to depend on him the same way. Thanks to the God and Our Dogs business partners, including Wagmore Pet Resort, Frost Bank, Lovern Law, Living Well Family Medicine and Aesthetics. This is Meg Greer. You've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and social media pages. Sign up for insider news on GodInOurDogs.com. Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com.